This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Ring. Ring! Stop burglaries before they start with the Ring video doorbell. See and speak to anyone approaching your door with the use of your smartphone. Oh my gosh, this is cool. Head over to ring.com slash badchristian right now to save $50 off the Ring security kit. The That's ring.com forward slash badchristian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Three, two, one, Joey. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Is the Bad Christian Podcast? All right. What'd you think, Matt? Um, crude, coarse, joking, unwholesome hey, talk. Oh, hey, uh, Joey, start again. That was. again. Everybody poops. Matt, you try to sing with us. No, I, I don't do coarse joking like that. No, you do a third part harmony. One, two, three. It's against go. my conscience. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's what's funny. Before uh, we got on the line with you, Matt, Joey started singing that. I started singing it, and then we both died laughing at ourselves, and then we said we have to do that for the podcast. So it was brilliant. We we did pre-plan that Everybody Poop song. <laughs> and before we did it, Joey, Joey said, oops, and he got on his phone. He said, I'm going to forget the melody. So he recorded himself singing it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Y'all are, so he, y'all are much better at improv. It was worth it. Our our intros are classic now. They're like in the history, in the annals. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have created some intros that I, they're I, making CDs. I wish somebody would put all of our intros together. Just you know, leave the mat out of it. Yeah, but yeah, you, you know, just you, us, sure, for sure. Feel free to. So, guys, I've been thinking a little bit about some stuff that we don't talk about enough on the podcast, and that is uh, the the law and the gospel and and those things. So, I wanted to tell you some thoughts I've been having on that. I've been thinking about the the Old Testament and the law and the new covenant. So now, you haven't been reading the Bible, you've just been thinking about it. Thinking right? about it, right, right. Okay, yeah, my god. Anyway, the point of the law as I understand it really is to show what Jesus did, right? Like it's the fact that yeah, the law points us hard, to Jesus. It yes. points us to Jesus how hard the law is to fulfill all the rules of it, everything about it that's in the Old Testament that's saying you can't do this and you got to do mm. this. Mm. All that stuff is to point to eventually, oh, Jesus comes and abolishes that or, and fulfills it, abolishes it, whatever. It's all to point to his greatness and glory is the reason that all that, th- that, that has to happen in the Old Testament and what it points to, right? Uh, right. Okay. Right. Because ultimately at the end, the, uh, the hero is Jesus, the one that gives to others. So clearly... Unless you believe like Joey, where it's all a trick and Satan is actually right. a good guy. That's right. So anyway, uh, essentially, here's what I got to say is, and like I said, I hadn't been reading the Bible. I got all this from uh, watching the NBA playoffs. That's my what? source here. Yeah. Wow. So essentially, what you've got here is Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry are the law. They are the Old Testament. Now that LeBron has come and the chosen one and the king has come, Right. It appears that all this stuff that was leading up all season to Golden State during the time, everybody thought it was totally the biggest thing. They're having this epic season. They're doing all this stuff. But really, it's significance and it's prominence and it's the details and their winning record and how amazing they were was all just a a byline to to point to LeBron, (laughs) the real chosen one. 
came to fulfill. Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it, Golden State and everybody the whole time was thinking, this is it. We're significant. This matters. And right. in the end, it was only just to hype up how good LeBron was, to have somebody to defeat, to have something like <laughs> sin and death to defeat like he did in these finals. I like it. I like it. In fact, someone pointed out to me, uh, Sarah, actually, that we work with, she said that she has either heard people say, oh, man, I was so uh, disappointed about Golden State losing, or they say, so happy for LeBron <laughs> LeBron won. Like right. nobody says Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, it's been, totally it's been right. awesome. I really have. I never like NBA a ton, ton, but I've really enjoyed this whole playoff series. And this season's been pretty interesting. Yeah, Toby and I watched the finals game together, and I had never been that invested in a non Clemson, mm -hmm. non Packer, non Celtic game in a while. I'm really a big, big LeBron fan. Like I could not stand, like I was so happy when the Mavericks beat the Heat that first year, and I did not like how uh, he handled you know, leaving Cleveland and all that stuff. But I just realized, I was like, he's a young man. Like, can't he make mistakes? And he's he's a class I, act. I he's mean, a freak of nature. Here's the he's thing just... for me. I Okay, I really do enjoy the NBA. Like, yeah. it, it has really grown on me in the last few years even more. And I've tried to make, like, a team like the Charlotte Hornets. I want to make them my favorite team. It's just really hard. I guess <laughs> with the NBA, I'm just going to go with the Stars. I love LeBron. I really dislike Stephen Curry. I just can't That's stand him. That's what I'm him. saying. Yeah, he, he's yeah. not the like. You're supposed to be the Christian one everybody looks to. But right. yeah, I mean, he's the. I'm just what I'm telling you. He's the. He's the setup. I mean, he's he's there to ultimately play the villain role. Is the way I look at it. Well, <laughs> nobody thinks that about <laughs> Stephen. Every, every a lot of people think about uh, LeBron. Yeah. But I think too. No, he's the hero. He and when I say he's like Jesus, he's the one that gives. He's unselfish. He hooks up the Apostle Paul, also known as Kyrie Irving, who's going to go on after him. He hooks up the bearded one, uh, John the Baptist. That's obviously Kevin Love. LeBron is right. the given, giving, chosen hero for for all. <laughs> What's crazy is I believe fully that LeBron is carrying the NBA. Like everything in the last what five six years since since the decision, right? I mean, that was even good for the NBA. Look how much intrigue. You're like, oh, my gosh, he's leaving. He's yeah, taking drama, his talents to sure. Miami. Mm -hmm. And then, that, you know, he said not one, not two, not that. You know, they kept going. Then they get beat by the Mavericks, right. who were, were not as good of a team. They just yeah. weren't. And uh, then the whole intrigue with the Spurs, and you're like, oh, my gosh. And, and you know, they win one. But then the next one, uh, you know, well, they win one against OKC. And then they, and they the beat the Spurs, one, the Spurs. And they got obliterated mm -hmm. by the Spurs. Right. Yeah. And then now, like, the best thing ever that could happen was this series because, like, they were chippy and mean and, like, talking shit to each other and stuff. That's awesome. That's like the 80s basketball that I have yep. revered and it's loved forever. Like, you need somebody like LeBron and Steph to be jawing at each other and being mean to each other. Also, that's so cool. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, when the game, I was like, is this real? I can't believe that the Cavs won. Like, it was almost insurmountable. So, I agree with you. It's like, man, what a great – it's just the perfect I mean, it makes story. It makes Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, you know, petty, uh, spoiled Pharisees. That's who they – that's their part in this. That's who, that's who they are. And then LeBron is the chosen one. Anyway, I really have enjoyed it a lot. Also, uh, I like Draymond Green, but I really do. I think he's really cool. But, man, what a bad idea to uh, – punch LeBron James in the nuts. Like, think about what right. that would be in, in, some, in some other <laughs> industry. Know. Like, think about the best person at, right. the, at the thing you're trying to do, and you want to personally hit that person in the nuts. It's a bad <laughs> idea. Yeah. Not a good I know. idea. It's crazy. It'd be exactly like my favorite band ever, like Weezer, taking us out on this giant tour, and I walk out and nut check Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, he's the reason why Draymond's there even. You know what I mean? Like, like it's amazing. You don't hit that guy in the nuts. Well, they had it coming. They live and die by... by 
whatever. I mean, you you their their uh, owner was talking about how they're light years ahead of everybody, and their organization is so good. I'm telling you, I think they're done. I think I think Golden State does not win another championship. Uh, That's I a bold agree. prediction. I agree. I sure. think they're done. Vegas already has a, them as a, as a uh, a seven nah, to whatever. I think they're exposed. I think the tape is out. The, the play. I mean, I think they'll have a hard time keeping the team together anyway. And people know how to beat them now. And I think it's just. I think they they don't win again. Yeah. But y'all anyway, don't think this. Y'all don't think it's this not win, about sports. I just thought it was a funny parallel. No. Yeah. I, y'all don't think. Y'all think this win compares to the Giants beating the Patriots when they had the perfect wreck? Like, I mean, this no, was no. This that, is now, here's what's that. funny because that well, no, that was just Eli Manning. That this is the same exact thing except for. Eli's not the chosen one, the best player that right. in the league for 15 years. They just happened to I don't knock think, off Goliath. That was David yeah. and Goliath. This yeah, is but Jesus I mean, think about overcoming this. the Old Testament. No, no, but Patriots would have, no matter what, I believe fully been considered the greatest team ever. Yep. This team, you could maybe, the Warriors, they did have the regular best season record. record, so they might be in the conversation, but no matter what, pay, that Patriots team would have by far been the Absolutely. greatest, most remembered team of all. And the Giants beat them I on just the very that last one, game. Right, I call that David and Goliath though because it's not like the Giants were great. They weren't great, but Le- LeBron right. truly is the one. That's yeah. what that's I'm so saying. crazy. That's the I remember that game. That's uh, the when the Packers played them before, and that's when Favre was through the tripping. Remember he's tripping and threw the sidearm into the end zone, but then he yeah later he threw an interception. Yeah. stuff. but isn't that crazy? Absolutely. Like, well, Matt, Matt, I discovered watching. Uh, Game seven with Toby. That there are some things that I overlooked about him leaving, and I am I thought you might have. You seemed a little bit too glib about that last week when well, I asked you. I just over it best hurt. Friend. I'm I mean, just gonna be serious. Gosh. It hurt. I overlooked our physical relationship. Like <laughs> what, what I mean by that is like actually it does mean something to sit in the same room because here here's the thing. Like you can have friends, and I have a lot of close friends. But there, you only have, I, I'm not going to give a number, but you, there's a selected few. And some people, I believe, don't have any of these people where you can have a lot of fun with just that person. Have you ever, like, there's three people that are planning on hanging out and one of them drops out and you're like, oh, shoot, this isn't going to be as right. fun. I would rather not even hang. Right. I don't feel that way with Toby. If Toby's coming on, I'm like, yeah, we're good. And right. we really do have a lot of fun. I mean, we... Like I actually, I, I told Toby, I was like, "Hey, uh, why don't you come over uh, to my dad's place and you can watch it there?" And his response, I was like, "Yeah, that makes." He's just like, "Well," he said, "I kind of want to drink beer and cuss a lot." Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which the beer would have been fine, but the, busting out with the f word a bunch of times. Um, but I, you know, I I think that spending time with Toby on the podcast and and all that sort of thing, I don't think I will spend. Nah, I guess I'll spend a lot less time with you, and it really is fun working at uh so now you're starting God, to see this, now it's getting closer getting to him leaving. yeah i think I, but given the fact that i'm a grown-ass man like it it it's not affecting me like it would 10 years ago right. like it's not like i'm gonna stop and think about it oh toby's not here but when i do think about it it's like oh no that's a big deal we've been hanging out now for three years at the workplace and yeah. doing podcasting that's you know? what i'm saying so, I, it, it hit me i think i might have said this on another podcast but it did hit me like our now we're in this different phase of life. Like I'm 40 something. Man, I meant I meant to tell you all this too. It's hilarious. I learned today because I'm old, I cannot eat fried food anymore. It <laughs> okay. Is, uh, no, listen. I swear to you, I ate fish and chips. <laughs> yep. <That's laughs> at bad. noon. At noon. Yep. At I think it was 2:10 p.m. I was driving home, getting headed headed this way because going to set up the podcast stuff. 
I had an emergency pullover diarrhea. And then for two hours, I thought I was going to vomit. Like just from eating fish, like greasy fried food. I might, you know, 20, 20 year old Toby, I might have irritable bowel syndrome or something weird in my stomach. I've all, my, everybody knows my stomach's always been crazy. But 20 something year old Toby, maybe even 30 something year old Toby, well, oh, that sucks. I feel kind of gross, right? This was. I might not be able to work. And you think it was just <laughs> it was just the fish and chips. I think that's yes. like that's like what Nothing I was Nothing else changed. It's unbel- I mean, I, literally, I could not make it home. I was like seriously praying. And when I was walking to the gas station, like, God, please do not let anybody be in the bathroom. Please, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. I was literally praying, went in there, and then just felt like I was gonna throw up for two hours. Just I kind of laid in bed for like 30 minutes before this podcast. And I and I was like, am I gonna be able to work? It it was like a hangover, except for without a headache. Yeah. Only thing I didn't have was a headache, but it was worse. Yeah. Like I could not believe it. Well, I think from, that everybody from a piece knows of fried fish. From from eating keto, you know that when you're eating stuff that's sugary or greasy and sugary is, is the the real thing. Um yeah. that you're gonna feel bad. Anytime you're eating it's really sugar, but it's right. sugar plus heavy stuff is the worst, which is what fish and chips is. Totally. But, but so it lets you really understand most of the stuff you eat on a keto diet, you feel great always. Doesn't matter. One hundred percent. Yeah. And so that was a diet idea I had before I was even on this keto kick. I was saying, I bet your body could tell you uh, if you would just, every time you ate food, you could eat whatever you wanted, and then you had to evaluate how you felt 40 minutes after you ate. And then write down everything you ate, and then cross start crossing off stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. Start crossing off stuff that got the lowest rating 40 minutes after you ate. And then every two weeks, you, would, you never eat those foods again, and you keep dropping off the, the bottom half of the stuff yeah. that made you felt worse by the way you rated it. I bet you would wind up I bet you'd wind up with a great diet if you did that. I, but, hey, that's a that's actually a great idea cuz you're right. Today I would mark off Yeah, that's not par, never par, coming back. <laughs> right. Fish par, and chips is gone. Parm right. fries. Parm <laughs> fries. Cod, right. fried cod. I mean, it, it, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Eliminate the, the things that rate lowest 40 minutes right. after you eat. And it versus what the way we typically look at food, which is what a Appears appetizing for sure. I feel way better after something like some broccoli or maybe a piece of steak or something like that, right? Or wings. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I have to admit, like, I mean the the fried fish tasted amazing. Yeah, it right? tastes like good. My, That's what I'm my ta- now, if you had to scale down, like, because the steak tastes really good too. But do y'all think it totally boils down to sugar? Like, there's sugar in the breading well, or whatever. Here- like, is that is that what makes it taste? Um, I know fish. You can do. Grilled fish, but to me, grilled fish does not taste anywhere near as good as yeah. fried Well, fish. here's a hunch. Here's a hunch. Calorically dense foods, especially lipids, fats, and sugars, um, are more attractive to you because if, you, if things were sparse, if you were hunting and gathering and food was scarce and you only had the time to pick out a couple of foods or you can only find a few things, then the things that have the most calories, that are the most dense, that are the fattiest and the sugariest would yeah. be the things that you should be eating. Not lettuce. Yeah. So right. if it was a matter of survival, you're you're built to get the most uh, calorically dense stuff is probably going to be the most attract attractive. So fish and chips or a funnel cake, you know, there's a lot of calories in there really quick. Hell yeah. And so that's why you're built that way is to gravitate. Like you wouldn't you waste all day eating lettuce and then there's no more food then you you messed up. So yeah. yeah, you're drawn to that, but it makes you feel worse after your body doesn't process it as well. Given now our- Joey ate the same thing, totally fine. Well, everybody's body's like you, way different. Which too. which is hit or miss, though. Sometimes, I, like I, the the kind of Asian restaurants where they cook in front of you, yeah. they do all that rice and stuff. 
I mean, I literally have to go to the bathroom, right? Like, yeah, I get up from That's the table, weird. and it's like either we're driving home right now, or we now, gotta go somewhere. Is it else. Also, do, is that not just a guy thing? It could be mental too. Is that I mostly a guy it. thing? I mean, don't, yeah, it girls seems are like never dad, like, well, I gotta like, go take you shit. Always, yeah, you always hear your dad, oh, your dad's got to race home and poop and all this stuff. But I mean. I, I mean, I think my mom had a messed up stomach too. Maybe. Well, but clearly, normally, that's, you know how women like my wife. I don't think admits that she farts. I mean, it's just, of course, they do. They just don't. They don't say, "Hey, pull over. I got a shit." Yeah, <laughs> that's just not what women say. They they have to. They do that. Trust me. They just don't say it out loud freely. That's all. Matt, we've had a uh, handful of BC listeners, and and they're being serious, but it's kind of in a little subtle way, and it's not offensive at all. I would do the same thing if I was in their shoes, but basically applying for Toby's job. <laughs> <laughs> that is everybody, I mean, everybody thinks they can do what I do. There's a couple, man. They give me their rap sheet. It's like, look, here's what I've been doing. Like, here's here's my background. That's here's tight. my. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, Toby can do it, but here's what I can bring to the table. <laughs> Thank you out there. Thank you for your lack of confidence in the hard work that I put in at the church. The thing that is surprising to me is like we'll continue to do the podcast and hang out and stuff like that but uh i mean we'll do live bc tours and come you know we're going to be doing that this year as well we're not announcing but we will be coming to living rooms all over the country and doing this podcast live but it is strange like our kids won't hang out together yeah. you know what i mean like or grow up possibly together like there i didn't when we were moving away because i moved so much i didn't it just sat, sank in like in the last week or two that I might literally never live in Charleston again. Yeah. I know I'm not going to live in Seattle. So there is a good chance that at some point Bad Christian will end or the podcast or other other things will take over. And all of us, like we talk sometimes daily, right? Mm -hmm. we will stop talking to each other because proximity means unbelievable, I think, to all of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I think Joey's probably the best at being away from somebody and keeping in touch. Matt and I ain't good at it. Yeah, right? so like you the years I mean? where I didn't live in Charleston and we weren't doing bad Christian, you know, right. Joey would yeah, say Matt, Matt went dark. Was. He would say, you're right. I mean, Joey <laughs> would probably call me from time to time. but Yeah, I mean, it was just small talk, which Matt hates right. anyway, so That's he'd right. almost rather you never call him right. ever in the history I, of the world. That's so, exactly right. So there's I feel a feel the chance. same way about my mom and dad. It's the same thing. Yeah, you haven't thought about them in years. I mean, they call me, but it's just small talk. Right, and you're like, ugh, <laughs> I hate you. But if they were here, I think they're like the greatest parents ever. But just, but that yeah. means there is a chance that like you might be 55 and haven't talked to me in five years. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, hey, I'm I, too good at keeping in touch. I just nah, wouldn't let that happen. Joey, you're my best friend. Uh, but I'm you're going to be gonna... doing other stuff. Yeah, I guess I don't agree with that. And <laughs> if it was anybody what about else, Matt? I, I might agree. There's a but... chance when you're 55, you might not have talked to Matt in five years? Five years? No. No, but, but the, Joey's a special one, though. He's a special keep in Matt, touch. Matt, what do you think? What, like, you what do you think when you're 55? Do you what do you think the percentage chance that you will not have spoken to me in five years? Um, 55. Go, go 65. Yeah, you might want to go 65 because you you didn't anticipate right. 40 looking like this. Is my guess? That's true. So I don't you're think, right. I you're think right. 50 is going to creep right up on you. So 65 chance they haven't talked talk to you in five years at all. No transmission of information, or we haven't hung out, or what? You know, like Facebook. But I'm talking about real interaction. Action, not just a. I would give it a thirty percent, twenty percent chance. Yeah, I would think that too. Like, but eighteen percent of that is the is the possibility that you're not uh, still alive, right? <laughs> that was that's there's, a big part of what I. There's a hundred percent chance of that. So, <laughs> do you ever uh, talk to your wife about dying, and they like Jess gets mad at me if I do. Priscilla like, says, "Why are you talking about this?" Right? Yeah, Jess goes, "She can't handle it. She hates it. Like she." I tried to talk the other night about what would she do. I wanted to know what she would do if I died because I'm not going to be here. 
this is the only time I have to hear that. Yeah. And I was like, hey, what well, if point. I die, you, I think you would move back to where your mom lives. She would help you with the kids. I said, I think you might would <laughs> possibly, possibly date. There might be some guys, but I don't think you'll ever remarry. Yeah. And, and, I was about that, and she just was got mad at me and didn't want to talk about it. She said, why do we have to talk about this and got mad and changed the subject? Right. See, I think uh, I definitely, Priscilla isn't as comfortable with talking this open. Now, I wouldn't say a lack of comfort as much as I think she really believes that she wouldn't be this way. But I have no problem with saying if she died, I would figure out a good timeline to go through in order to get to pursuing another girl quickly. Because I believe <laughs> because I believe mothering is super important. Like it, it would almost yep. be like a very practical it's all about the mother. OK, I want to have feelings yeah. for this person, but my kids need a mom. Could like it be? They need could it also nurturing. maybe possibly be the unlimited amount of porn you'd be watching, and you want you feel guilty <laughs> about that? The possibility of what you would do sexually. Porn destroys me, man. Like after after. Hey, Ike, you want to say something on the podcast? Here comes my son as we talk about porn. Hey, let's. I don't listen to that. You let's wanna... do a, a porn interview with. No, Ike. we're not going to do that. I think that would be <laughs> illegal. That's my son who's young. Why hey. does he look confused? Hey, bud, what are you doing out here? Um, do you have anything you want to say? Can you tell a quick story or a joke? What does a cow eat for breakfast? A cow? Yeah. A gra- grass. Moo friends. Moo friends. All right, get out of here. <laughs> you come back in here again, you can get your ass beat. He said, okay. <laughs> okay. Speak. <laughs> so, you, so you just told your son you're going to get your ass beat, which segues really nicely into if you guys want to hear about how my interview with Moody Radio on yes, the, I, oh, the I do want to hear about that because uh, as you're you talking know, about cussing, right? As you know, everything in the world comes down to you've got to think about the kids. Is that what they said? Well, yeah. I mean, for, first of all, the, the, there's a lot to say about it, but it was really, for anybody that didn't catch it, I know a lot of the BC people did. I did a uh, radio show. I got invited on to a radio show for Moody. Uh, Moody Bible Institute has a radio station. It's big and it's time, on like, big time. Yeah, it's like on 250 affiliate stations, and they say it's millions of people that listen to their station, which I, which is great. So uh, awesome that they invited me to come on to talk about something. Heck, uh, heck yeah. And they, they wanted Hell me to yeah. come on to talk about what I'm an expert in, which is cussing and why it's okay. Uh, Profanity. Which, yeah. And so they had they had me to come on about that. And the only reason that that and you know I I get frustrated that we even talk about it on this show, right? Because I do not think it is important, which is kind of why I wanted to go on there. Um, that that was the only reason I felt was worth talking about is for me to say this isn't important. There are much more important things in Christianity than this. We've got a ton right. of problems. In fact, we've got a ton of problems with the way Christians talk with. Uh, things they do that aren't building up or edifying the way that Christians talk online about things like Orlando. There's there's a lot of Christian speech problems, but these aren't them. So that's why I wanted to go on uh, the thing to do it. And it was really funny because I didn't realize it was such a big deal. But like Devin's parents listened to it. And are you oh serious? Yeah, people like the sh- people are aware of the show. Like there was some other right. fans that posted pictures and said they had heard uh, the bad Christian guy that their nephew. I was talking, you know, always talks about he's on that radio show kind of thing. So I guess it was a big deal, but um, that's awesome. But the thing is, the thing that that's always on there, and I'll lead with that is they talk to the the only thing that they go to, the thing that is always gone to is the uh, 
But I mean, think about just kids, though, like for my children and for your children. And what if the children this and that, whatever, which you guys know, I don't respect as an argument. I really don't think it's a really good one. In fact, if the bias is always to take care of the children first, right? Like that's obvious. Like, of course, we take care of children. Of course, we're worried about them in a general way. There's no shortage of that. So I would challenge before you even go into that part of anything, what, when was the last time we as a society or anybody went, oh, crap, we should have thought of the children before we did this, right? Yeah. Never. Yeah. Now, I mean, can you think of any situation where it was like, wait a minute, we didn't think about how this would impact the kids. Yeah, right. Oversight well, how- on our part. We didn't think about it. You know, that doesn't happen, which means that it's probably more on the other side, which is we throw to that. But what about the kids thing? You know, just as a, a tactic. You know, to make the other person yeah. me. Well, how I interacted bad. with... You just with, said ass. You just told your kid you were going to beat his ass, which would have been unfathomable had I brought that up or demonstrated it on the radio show that I found myself on, which is what made yeah. me think of it. Well, how, how I What's interact- funny, too, though, real quick, is if he says that word, he'll get in trouble. <laughs> 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 I'll actually have to do it. <laughs> just Sorry. kidding. Well, how I interacted with cussing... He had honest, left. He's honest, not in here. Honestly, and how I was brought up in in church circles and my parents and all that stuff, like it actually was very detrimental to me because people that said certain words, I was very standoffish because I was like, I can't be around these people. They're bad. There was actually a a legalistic fear like, oh, the people that talk like that are obviously people that I cannot be around. Uh, so that that is, I, I mean, I hope anybody in the well, right you, mind you sees that exactly in the culture that that what this radio program and their listeners are. Yeah, so I, yes. I know you get it. But but let me bring up 2016 here with with kids. Here's here's the risk that I'm taking because anytime bad words come up, I always downplay it to my kids. I'm like, look, there are certain words that people say are bad. Your dad doesn't think they're bad, but you just don't say them around sure. certain That's people in certain places. Manners, not right. morality just, and life <laughs> exactly. and death and heaven and hell. So here's right. here's manners. what I'm coming up against, though. My oldest daughter is nine. So if she says something like, uh, is shit a bad word, my response is going to be, I don't think words are bad. I was like, don't say shit at school or you know to your teacher and all that stuff. But here's what's going to happen. I am pastor of a church. She is going to spend the night at people's houses that I trust. There's going to be conversations where their kid says something like, can you believe that that person said shit that you hear him in the mall? And Rose is going to be like, that's not that big of a deal. Like, that's why is that even a bad? So then a parent's going to be like, whoa, the, the, the preacher, the pastor's daughter is saying that cussing is not that big of a deal. And they're going to say, my kid cannot hang out with the pastor's daughter. It'll be, no, it'll be fine. Here's what, here's what they said. on. So here's the premise of the show and what they had. They had a pastor on who said swearing is a no-brainer. There's something Christians got to avoid no matter what. And then the conservative stuff and then calls from the audience. So it's essentially, you might want to check it out. It's called Up for Debate, and it's like a way better version of Pastor with No Answers, really, now that I think about it. Anyways, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> That's not too hard to do. Anyway, here was the... the I thought the, you would cuss at him. <laughs> the, the thing that they wanted to, to really uh, go... One was the Lord's name in vain, which I was like, well, I'm good with that, not doing that one. It's a commandment. It's pretty clear. I'm not very comfortable with it anyway. So I, I agree with you on that. But they were you know, just going to more and more details. One of the big things in their opening segment was, uh, what about you know the acronym OMG? You know, and they wanted to get into, is it okay to text OMG and stuff like that? Like that was the, the, 
area that we were discussing. And at one point, um, the pastor told the other lady that he had seen that somebody t- t- said OMFG. And she was like, what? And, and he was like, and so you can only imagine. And she was like, oh, no. Like she had never considered or heard OMFG. And when the other pastor said that that existed, she was, you know, audibly horrified on her show just at the implication of it. But um, I really did enjoy doing it. And then they took callers and stuff. And I, I just, I thought it was really interesting because I was there to play the role of, of the bad bad guy, guess, right. or the wrong right. person, just so they'd have something to push against. And it was okay. And I thought those the people that were on there were respectful and not and not bad. But here is what this is all about. Again, I don't care about cussing. I don't care about the language. It's not I don't care if my points were good or anything like that. Right. But to encounter what is their audience and then to if you really think about who that medium and that those radio programs and what that culture is and how large it is and pervasive. And I mean, I don't know any other way to put it than closed minded or something. It's staggering. And so I'm realizing that I'm probably in some type of bubble or something where it's 2016 and I live in Seattle and it's like a Bennett. I'm a progressive person in general. I was I was at this progressive church, Mars Hill, that did all the stuff. I've traveled all over the world. I've been across the country. Uh, you know, it, everything I've done is so so different than I've, I've almost like. I know you guys know this because you're tied more to a local Southern evangelical church, but I can't believe the the close mindedness and the simpleness and the just the Pharisaical morality intent of the of the listener base there and it's so weird that 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 moody and uh what they do is so bizarre because it's clearly to me a product designed at pandering to and making that worse it's it's it it freaks me out like i didn't realize like i talked it's surprising that people are still there well i I don't i'm not trying to be dismissive or insulting to to people that more conservative than myself because that that, i understand it's a two-way street there's many more liberal and more conservatives than me that think i'm this way or that way but it's staggering like i forgot that there's that many people you know the people that called in said that i was um I'm not mad about this or insulted or anything, but the people that called into the show were like, Matt needs to get the feet of Jesus. He sounds like a, a new believer. He sounds like he hasn't seen anything. He doesn't know yet. And so he doesn't understand yet that, that you know, and I want to say, well, I actually certainly have much more experience than you in human interaction in the world and language and stuff like that. But, you know, the way they see it is just, they say I need to get that. Some people said, uh, and there was a bunch of online comments on their website and others that said it was, it was a little bit troubling to me, although I don't feel pers- personally insulted just to see how many people would say, Oh, he's deceived by Satan. Oh, he's not a true believer. Um, he is just doing this to promote his band. Um, he is just doing this. He's a new believer. He's deceived. He, uh, he's clearly crazy. I mean, you know, these well, were the to comments. Them, kind of Matt, so. here's the reason to Joey, them, to them, Joey, it's on, Joey, to, Joey, Joey, hold that thought. Let's take a break. Cause I want to hear what Joey okay. has to say. Good let's idea. take a break. And then Joey, I want you to really, uh, level us with the question you're about to ask. Oh, I'm going to level. All right. All right. Good let's idea, Toby. Thanks. We'll be right back. All right, so Toby Joey, I'm going to tell you about our brand new sponsor called Ring. So I don't know if you guys are informed on this, but I just did a oh, call. I, am. I just did a call with the people from the company. Super pumped on this. So I'm going to tell you about it because I got the I have all the info. And then after this, you know, you'll be able to tell them next time. But, all ears, yeah. man. Okay. So here's the deal. There's a home burglary like every 13 seconds. And I say like every 13 seconds, but that's actually true. It's a real statistic. Dang. And a lot of those happen in, in broad daylight. So here's how, here's how criminals think. 
Think about it this way. In the movies and TV, when you see a criminal, they're like a bad person that comes in your right. house to get you or whatever. But that's not really the reality. The reality is it's lazy people who might need money for this or that or whatever. And, and they're, they're pretty lazy, these criminals are. So what they really do is go door to door and see who has an open door and no camera. And then they try to get into that place. So if right. So the best thing, instead of a security alarm, would be a preventative camera doorbell and that's where ring steps in ring is a video doorbell that has been proven to stop burglaries before they even happen by allowing you to see and speak to anyone approaching your door with your phone so let's say you're at work and somebody comes up to your door uh okay it's the ups guy well it alerts you because of the motion detector and you see oh it's the simply the ups guy that came to my house and you're able to see it on video while you're at work through your smartphone and then let's say a few minutes later, somebody comes up uh, and wants to steal that package on the front door. Again, the motion sensor is going to come off. There's video capture of them, and you see the person who wants to come up to your front door and steal stuff. Only, here's the deal, they're deterred because of the fact that the, the ring doorbell is there in the first place. So not to mention, if somebody comes to your door that you do want to talk to, they hit the doorbell, they ring, it shows, them, shows the person to you, and you can talk to them right there. It's a stick-up cam that installs in minutes right on your door. They sent me one. I'm installing it tonight. I cannot wait to get to using it. It is something my wife's been complaining about is, could we be more secure? Should we get a camera? Well, we've got the camera now. We got the ring video doorbell. And so I think it's very important. I think it's better than a security system because it's going to stop you, stop people from trying to even make an attempt at a burglary that would set off a system. It's better than that. For a limited time, our listeners get $50 off the ring of security. It's crazy. Which is what it's I recommend. Crazy. You should get the ring of security. There's lots of stuff. You have to see everything on their website. Check it out. It's a great product. I got it in my hand earlier today. The, the thing came in yesterday. I opened it. It's well built. It's awesome. It's, a, it's great. So join the hundreds of thousands of people who protect their home with ring. Go to ring.com forward slash bad Christian for $50 off. That's ring.com slash bad Christian. All right. I cannot think of three dumber people when it comes to uh designing a website then then the me you who? and matt the me you and matt oh, crap. joe joey matt and myself toby that hurts dude and i but here's the thing people actually think that we're brilliant because we use weebly and this is the truth it sounds silly almost that i could be considered a web designer <laughs> but because of weebly an awesome sponsor of ours and and i just really want to say this they are rad, and they're making it like we are great designers yep. of these websites, and our websites look great, and they're easy to make, and it's just amazing. We don't know what we 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 have not known what we've been able to 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 accomplish, and without Weebly, we wouldn't have been able to make tons of the sites that we've made. But Weebly has was basically created for people just like us. We wanted to start our own business. And we didn't know what to do. And now we have this awesome way to make a website that really expresses who we are, what we are, and what we're doing. And you don't have to be a web designer or know how to code to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store. It's so cool. And we were all, honestly, I'm just super impressed with the variety of professionally designed, mobile-friendly themes to choose from. And that is what is cool. I want to clarify that mobile friendly. Yep. You can use your phone. It is so cool. You can make 
uh, different decisions on your phone. You can customize it and do all of that on any device. It's really cool. All you have to do is drag and drop and quickly build and publish your site. It's just almost too easy. I can't believe it. So I want you listeners right now to join over 30 million people who already are dreaming big with Weebly. Get started today for free at Weebly.com slash badchristian. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com slash badchristian. Weebly.com slash badchristian. Go build your site and get huge. Yo. All right, last chance, everybody, to come to audio feed. Buy your ticket at badchristianday.com. We're going to be there next week you know about it i'm not even going to give you all the details this is just going to suffice as a reminder that you meant to buy your tickets already now it is time go to badchristianday.com come see me toby devin joey uh acoustic set the question full set uh bad christian podcast taped live meet all the other bc club people that are going to be there it's going to be fun and we're giving away a guitar it's a charvel desolation that somebody donated and one person that buys a ticket to audio feed from our link at badchristianday.com is going to walk away with this guitar and of course it could be you you. so anyway i'm not even going to give you the details you know the rundown We'll see you there. Buy your ticket from us, badchristianday.com. See everybody in Illinois, Urbana, Illinois, 4th of July weekend this week coming up later. Also, follow us. Start in Atlanta on the Emory Acoustic Tour on June 29th or Nashville on June 30th. We're doing an awesome acoustic show, two shows again. This is your chance. If you live in Atlanta, if you live in Nashville, Nashville. that's that's what my kids call it. Come out and see us. Come hang out. Ask all the questions you've always wanted to ask us. And here's some kick-ass music, if I do say so myself. Yeah, June 29th and June 30th. That's uh, Atlanta and Nashville, Emory Acoustic. With Devin, emoryacoustic.com. And we're back! Ah! Joey, so Matt, Matt was talking about the people that actually called in, which is so funny. Like, they are waiting with, with a phone. And right. the number to call in, and probably they, what the thing, the biggest thing about that that makes me laugh so hard is they couldn't be more happy than Matt. <laughs> yeah, it was entertainment. That's what yeah, it's about. I, they don't realize it. They think right. they don't. That, that's what that, I'm saying. That's it's, what's it's, frustrating me is I, know. I feel like they're pandering to an audience and making them worse just to get the listenership and just to feel good. I, I don't mean to be say they're the worst thing in the world. And I found the people on the show respectful and reasonable to some degree but it's weird it's like they're creating this product that's kind of holding people back in a way it it feels like ignorance but the thing that really makes me laugh is those people don't even realize that they are actually so happy that you're on the show that they get to say that to you like that's right if you that's the entertainment that's provided that's what i'm saying if you would have been against if you were against cussing it wouldn't have been as fun for them like they don't even realize how silly they are that they actually love it but what does it say that people's entertainment is judging others it's probably always I mean, that, that is the entertainment value of the show right. that's what i'm saying in, that's what in i'm defense having a hard of them, time with. that is fun it is fun to hear somebody stupid and then you say yeah but stupid. i'm but yeah. the, the, the the program comes on and it says you are listening to christ honoring content from mood you know like it, it they, they're just right. they just put it out there like that and they're claiming that this is the thing and then right. it actually is engineered to elicit a reaction out of them that will cause them to judge another person and feel better right. about themselves well, can, can and I, it, further reinforce their bubble wow that's yeah. what joey, it is joey if i want you to answer, i want you to ask your question or, or make your comment but it, it the, the, i i might can believe that if you can go to hell for stuff and hell's real, I know you don't. I believe you just explode. Maybe God's gonna play that 
this is Christ-centered content. And then those people go to hell. <laughs> like, they are abusing it. They, I, I mean, know. Jesus has sure. to be dying laughing that they're talking about Christ-centered content in their rich radio station studio. I don't know if it's, rich, I don't are, know if it's are, about money. I don't, I'm not even trying no, to make I'm accusations. Just saying, I'm just saying I'm just it's saying, bizarre. You're, you're saying Christ-centered content so those people will listen and you get ads. Yeah. Maybe we're doing it too. We might go no, to hell for the exact same I, thing. I, but I'm just saying, saying I don't have a motive ascribed to it, but other than it, but but it's it is engineered that way. No, they do that so those people will listen because those people will listen and call in and they can sell ads to those. I, I guarantee I don't you all know that. I don't even know what it is. So I'm saying I'm not. Well, maybe that. maybe they don't. I don't have even, ads. It could be all. They this, do it for whatever. some, but it, but there's some control there or further. Like what I'm saying is this further reinforcing that mentality, which is they would almost unarguably. They would not let me on. Joey, I'm sorry. Here's Take what you have to understand about these f***ers. Oh, please. Basically, I have no problem whatsoever with someone that would, would think that Matt needs to figure out truth and go to the feet of Jesus. Because think about it. They see cussing on the same clarity of like sex before marriage. I mean, there's no distinction. Right. Like, and, and that's something where, where guys like us need to be like, wait a second, they're misinformed. Like, it makes no sense at all for shit to be this unacceptable word where crap is acceptable. When, when I was growing yeah. up, my parents didn't want me to say crap. Now they say crap. Right. So right. Is, or is 20 or years from screwed. now, is everybody... I mean, it doesn't right. matter. Right. So, so we believe they're misinformed, but they see that as no, this is black right, but and what I'm, white. But but that's not the it's point. It's their paradigm. The it's their worldview. No, my parents wouldn't say dick, and now they say cock. Right? <laughs> they wouldn't say vagina. Now they say pussy. <laughs> that's what my parents did. It's I mean, things change. Words are mobile. Well, I, it's okay to say those things now. Is what we're all saying. What I'm saying is, there's people who are in charge of this in a way that it's designed to keep that status quo and it's scary but here's a couple other things that happened on there one is i said that i think that okay so the the one thing they said that in the baby boomers one in four of admit to using swear words whereas millennials three out of four admit to using swear words whatever and i'd say yeah. my reaction to that was well you know i would say only one in four uh, baby boomers is uh, honest on surveys is right. the way I look at that. I just don't, I think that's crazy. Uh, and secondly, the it's going to be different in the future. Like it, it's clearly things have changed. Words have changed. People have changed. And it's not right or wrong in that regard, but the new generation is going to be different. It kind of freaks me out because I feel like, man, do I, uh, identify with the millennials? Like, cause I always feel like I'm different than millennials, but maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm with it. Like, Whatever these millennials are onto, I don't think it's as bad as everybody paints it out to be. I think they're moving on, and the world's going to look different. But the baby boomers are still in that thing where, I promise you, in the answer to that survey, they just didn't want to say yes to something that the answer is yes to. And so it's really the fact that they want to hide that, which is, I think, the bizarre thing that we should be more focused on than the words or their meaning. And I said something about repression. I used the word repression to this lady, and she said, Oh, well, that's a Freudian idea, and that's Freud, and Freud's not Christian, and we know Freud is bad, so we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> now, notice, I didn't bring up Freud, which I like Freud. Right. I, I actually do like Nietzsche and Freud. They're two people that were smart, that figured out a lot of stuff. Some of it's outdated now, but nonetheless, they were good thinkers, and they thought clearly on some stuff. Yeah. Uh, and But to even bring up the name of that person who's a secular psychologist, I didn't even bring it up, though. She forced the word on the term which she's clearly familiar with and said we're not gonna i mean she just shut it down even that i would bring up the, the concept of repression 
which I mean, it's just freaky. And that's what the, that's what the whole point of this is to me is older people. I'm not blaming old people because there's a lot of old people that are kick ass, but if the millennials are going to be more forward thinking and progressive and open and honest and real, that's way good. I mean, that's a good thing. Like, yeah. you know, and, and that just further highlights the the discrepancy in what's going to be different in the future, but generationally, but it freaks me out. I did not realize how strong and how much, um, the, that other point of view that, which I can only call judgmental or evangelical or something. It makes me really question where I'm at. So I'm at somewhat of a freak out as in, there's only a couple of things I can think of either one, either one, I'm trying to make something work that doesn't like, I want to be a Christian. I want to say this. I want to be in this camp and I'm just trying to force it. I'm trying to be an evangelical and I'm really just out and they're all right. Maybe they're just all right. Like to be a Christian, you had to do this, 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 and that. You got to say this. You can't say these things. You have to judge other people. You can't, you, maybe I'm just trying to make it work. Do right. you know what I'm saying? You don't believe that. Yeah. You, but I mean, I mean, maybe I'm just trying to force this Christianity thing. I need to let it go because I'm clearly not. Or number two, that this mentality that that represents is going is it is going to change though it's going to be maybe somewhat generational and they might be relegated to the fringe or the I know it's not going to ever go away but perhaps in another generation that whole mentality might actually be gone what mentality what you experienced that uh, on this yeah podcast? i'm just saying the super conservative the judgmental the evangelicals that want to hold on to the morality and everything that to me sounds like pharisee stuff maybe that is actually going to phase out with the generation and be yeah. relegated to like, it'll exist like Quakers still exist or Amish still exist or whatever, but maybe it's just going to be a sideline thing in yeah. the future. No, I don't I can know see that. or either that, or I'm not a Christian or I'm not an evangelical or I, so I'm not understanding something, but it's so weird to feel how alien I feel to those people who I count my people. It's, it's right. crazy. Most people would not consider you an evangelical. And what I find, I, I maybe not be Yeah. What, what I find super interesting is the vast majority of their regular listeners came away with that thinking Matt is the dumb guy, right? Like, like right. you're not the smart guy that brought some interesting no, stuff. Th- yeah. They, Matt they is think the dumb the guy, immature guy. Cause that's what people would say is this weird, goofy cliche thing. Like, well, I used to cuss a lot. Then I met Jesus. Then I got saved and I cleaned it up. Right. You would not believe how weird I feel when like someone that I'm not super close with, like talks to me about, man, I'm really having a hard time with cussing. <laughs> Again, I don't even I'm not even here to in- interpret or talk about cussing itself because it seems so stupid. It is obviously so stupid to me to even right. to really worry about it. You know, especially when you're talking about course, like I, I, if you look at the Bible, which th- a lot of those people don't seem that interested in, they just seem interested in morality. That's that's just all I, I don't care about. You know, if you look at the Bible, to me, the way that Christians are talking on social media is corrupting, unwholesome and destructive, not for building up. That's Christian's speech problem. It isn't what word you use for poop. Right. Uh, here's what I, uh, this is going to just sound terrible, and this might be where everybody ends up hating me, but this feels like a part of the pussification of, of our society in general, where people can't just be themselves and be a little badass or, or whatever. Like, if you don't want to cuss, don't cuss. I fully support you. That's totally cool. There are times where I have apologized to my kids for saying a word like shit or something like, and I was like, man, I'm, 
I don't want to do that. I don't want to cuss in front of my kids only. I think that's low bar. I, the same way as me. I've thought about before, should I stop saying certain words or whatever? But I hate it that men and women would try to push people towards something like that is the only way and that's better and God looks down on you because of the way you talk. But that's what they believe. No, no, they but, truly but that, believe that. That is wrong and it's it's part evil in that because it tell it teaches you some weird doctrine that hey, if I don't cuss, I'm closer to Christ. That ain't true. That ain't true. That in fact, it means nothing. In fact, because I was told so much, don't cuss, don't do this, don't do that, don't drink, don't do it made when I did it and I went, "Oh, nothing bad happened." They're lying. Yeah. You can cuss and drink and do it, actual bad things, and it might even work out for you and be okay. So those aren't reasons to serve Christ. The real thing is, if you're sitting there and you go, you know what? This word, whatever it is, good or bad, in your brain, if you feel like God compelling you not to say that or to say it, then you should. And I just that I just hate that we'd waste so much time, like Matt was saying, on just the most ridiculous shit in the whole world when I would love it if somebody was challenging me like, hey, you don't help people, Toby. Right. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, are you really going to waste the the few years you have on here telling me about cussing and my relationship with God? When you're and on not, your phone? And, what I'm and not calling me out on my addictions to my phone or uh, what, yeah. uh, not helping people or caring or loving well, or Toby making and a I difference? Were, Toby I mean, and I were talking about a word. I, we, we can't avoid it. I mean, as far as this being like a, huh, wow, that's crazy. But I told Toby that the new King's Kaleidoscope, uh, Chad Garner says, fuck. And we were both like, that is so raw and honest and necessary. And Toby made the point of this has to be done. Like Christians have to be able to, talk about Jesus and push the envelope to, to, to open people's eyes to, Hey, this is a, it's about being real. Right. I mean, it's well, just... the problem is though, the thing that's, this freaky is the, how blatant or aware or culpable are the people that perpetuate those things to the, to the, I, I, I'm not trying to be condescending or to the uninformed or the unexperienced, the, the, to the, to the powerless congregants that don't have a lot of, world or life experience i mean I, I know that sounds condescending but in a way i feel bad for them and man the people that are purporting and pushing that agenda of morality as the most important thing and building entertainment just to cause that that is for, that's kind of scary that's that's yeah. all what i'm trying to get at that's a little scary to me to realize that it's kind of engineered by pastors and broadcasters to Keep people concerned with morality on purpose for compliance, oh, totally for control. For but do you think for whatever the motives are? I don't. Is know, that their intentions? I, is that their intentions? I don't believe it is. I don't think I don't you. Well, is. I mean, you couldn't ask them, and they would say yes to that. But it's the way power systems and stuff work. I don't think that their purpose. I don't. I don't think they're purposely trying to deceive and take advantage of. I think they sincerely. Well, they're part of the. They're part of the grand deception. Neither were the Pharisees. You could say the same thing. Neither were the Pharisees. Matt, I came from an environment where people actually thought that if you cuss and died, you go to hell. Right. It doesn't but matter if you accept so the Christ the Pharisees. or not. Right. But I, I'm just saying, if someone truly believes that, then of course they're going to try to get you to stop cussing. Right. But they're, it's, it's dangerous, it's scary, it's wrong, and it's evil, like Jesus said I about agree. the Pharisees. That's my point. I suffered mental illness because of it. Right. But you understand what I'm saying? It's, I'm not saying that they don't believe it. I'm saying... I'm an alcoholic because of that shit. <laughs> I'm just saying that it just because somebody's not overtly aware of what it is, the implicit side of it, 
and the power structure and the, the, the manipulations, those things, they move through people. They're not like, it's not like one person wielding all the power puppet master, but I'm saying those systems in place, these things, I mean, that is how it works. That's what the Pharisees were. And well, it's a little scary. The, the, the thing that gets me is somebody, okay, two things real quickly. One, Matt, you know, I'm moving. And so I had to clean out my garage. My couch is now gone. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Both of Joey's feet are on my seat and he's lounging. One of my, I know our listeners can't see, but I'm just, I mean, your toes are touch. I mean, you have your own seat. I have a nice chair for Joey. It's not a couch. A long I'm rocking couch. in my chair. My but foot I mean, is on your but butt. Can't you not touch my seat? I just, why would you have to touch my seat? Because I want my feet propped this up on something. This is just unreal. I mean, I'm not comfortable. I don't want my feet Your on the table. Your toes are touching me. Can't you just but sit you have, normal? You have pants on. Anyway, the thing I can't stand is when somebody goes, <laughs> but the Bible says no coarse talking, and and they're going to call me out, right, for the bad words I say, right? Next sentence, they're talk, they're claiming that Obama is a Muslim. Or what you know, or, or whatever it might be. And I'm like, wait a minute. Right. I mean, that's your speech. Co- your coarse talking is okay. The evil within you because spews you didn't out from shit. your tongue is, is right. what I'm saying. Evil I mean, the, the, spews out right. of the inside of you through your tongue and through your keyboard. It, and it's I, not I the poop yes. word. It's not, it's not what it is. I guarantee, I, I would say majority of the people that are upset with cussing say terrible things about a lot of our politicians and terrible things about uh, all kinds of people in their uh, neighborhood and stuff like that. And that is uh, okay and gets a pass because they don't have one of the cuss words on the list right. well i mean just, just think made, about all me. the cumulative words christians have said in the last couple of weeks regarding the orlando incident right all right let's start to talk about that in unwholesome or, or not for building up or you know negative speech that spews out of what's in people's hearts that's something can we just move on yeah. i'm just so this is the first time i've been worked up on this podcast <laughs> i feel like i'm losing my those are, mind hey, those are still. some of our best episodes I mean, when you get worked well, up to you know what really sucks is there's two ways to hear about God. They involve people. That's the, or there's one way to hear about God, people, right? They tell you about God, but there's two reactions. One, you go, oh, I no way. If that guy's or girl's telling me about it, I'm not going to believe in that. Or you look up and find hear a cool person that's like, man, God is good, and you need to think about this and wrestle with it and stuff. I mean, it's just it sucks that somebody could never hear about God and their first interaction with the gospel is don't do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and you'll be a Christian. You'll make it into eternity. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, if it, the, the things that dumbass American Christians have boiled Christianity to makes me sick. It makes me sometimes <laughs> vomit, vomit in my mouth when I'm like, wait a minute, the God of all, uh, yeah, here I go. The creator of <laughs> if all God things, is real and, and we only have one my, life you're to gonna live. Make my God, Something so ignorant and stupid and just silly. You're gonna make God dumb. <laughs> that just—I mean, I—I I, uh, how could you do that? Let how me, could you be so <laughs> foolish to make the Lord of all ignorant idiot. and dumb and a redneck and silly and stupid and small? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just stupid. Like don't tell me my God, uh, you know, is is just devastated and will send me to an eternity of and, fire. Uh, he's an uptight bigot. By saying shit. <laughs> I mean, he's way more concerned at the real bad stuff I do in this world. I, I'm really, sometimes I'm really concerned about the sins I don't even realize I'm committing, and I want to spend time wrestling with those, Maybe right? Maybe it's going to be not clear. The, not this silly stuff. 
Maybe it's going to work right. out clearer in the future to where people, like, you know how atheists and people will say, look, that God is clearly an idiot and a bigot and a sexist and whatever. You know, look at the Old Testament, to which we go, as I said before, we go, oh, but there's the new covenant. But it almost feels like there's a, a, a regression towards, uh, there's so many Christians that w- want to go, yeah, he's a sexist, racist, bigot, mean idiot that doesn't know anything. That's what we want in a God. That's almost what it feels like. They're just Dude, making the God, the God them. To be yeah. it, it, isn't, it, isn't it strange that God looks like those people that called in on the, on the Moody Bible College uh, phone line? Isn't that weird that God looks like them? That doesn't make sense. Why would God look like us? Don't Aren't we supposed to look like him? sure doesn't feel that way. Well, sometimes. let me say it on a more positive way. On the other hand. Fuck I, them. I, <laughs> <laughs> and y'all I'm feeling Matt was show, not going to so. say that. I, haven't, I would never listen to them. I hate them. <laughs> That's a joke. I told them I let me come to back. I'd love to come back on any issue. And you would love they to go on there, too, at some point. They won't and, invite me. I don't hate them. I'm I was just polite on there. I didn't get you know, crazy. But it was really formulaic right. and very You're the person serious, to probably but. go. Joey would have agreed with them completely, and yeah. I would have lost my mind. <laughs> Joey'd be like, yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey. No, no, Joey would be, I understand where you're coming from. I can see your point in lots of ways, but maybe if you thought about this way, Matt probably said it analytically, and I would have been the high-pitched yeah. guy that they're like, oh, my Lord, some man on the Moody Bible College thing is losing his mind. <laughs> but let me tell you that I am, no matter what, I got to go on record as I believe, I'm a skeptical person, I'm skeptic of everything, and I think that's the right way to approach it. And yet, I remain convinced that change is possible. Change is real with technology, with information sharing, with people owning up to it and not abandoning Christianity. I believe that change will happen. And I, I say that the mo- one of the most positive things I can say is that I've seen music regarding Christianity change in about 10 or 15 years from being a weird wingnut, stupid, goofy thing on a micro level. Oh, a Christian band is a stupid thing, a goofy, whatever. And then now just because there's people who are playing guitar and singing and they're Christian guys, it can be great. I mean, it can be thrice. It could be under oath. I mean, it can be really good stuff that's fully integrated and respected. And I've seen that change over time in a small amount of time. And I, I just believe it can happen and is going to happen on a larger scale. I believe it can. And I think it starts with just independent thought shared. So that's all I'm trying to do is contribute slightly to independent thought shared. But I do believe it is go- it has, like, this is so toxic of a vibe, it just can't continue. It's just not going to. There's no way it can. Man, that shit was beautiful, what you just said. Well, that's that, true. Uh, that, that shit was beautiful. I'm going right. to second that. Let's move on. Let's get to some truth. I, I'm tired of just the silly, silly, silliness. <laughs> I need to move on to the truth. So kick the music for me. You got it. In a world where you have two nice chairs and literally no one can see it, but your best friend's feet are inches from your head because he has to take up your seat too. My name is Toby Morrell, and this is the damn fucking news. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I can't be saved. God can't be big enough to save me from my profanity. The shit and, and damn and hell all that I say, God can't be big enough, can he, Pastor Joey? 
No, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. Like, it can't save me. Yeah, I mean, you said pussy twice this episode alone. So, yeah, no, I'm gonna get up there, and St. Peter's gonna go, uh, uh. You're not coming in here with that stuff you said. <laughs> He's gonna say that was some nasty shit. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't care that you worked hard and that you provided for your family and that you wrestled with God and tried to seek after Him and you know lots of things changed in your life. You said shit. He's gonna have the number. You said shit. He's gonna have the number of shits recorded that right. you said. He's gonna you say said you said the word shit, shit. twenty two thousand three hundred forty five times. Eternity, what? eternity, yeah, like a fire. He might go, man. You were over by. Yeah. <laughs> you went over by seven shits. I know. I'm sorry. I could have made it. I'm sorry. Lake of fire. You're going to be like, well, shit. And he's like, exactly. Lake of fire. Exactly. <laughs> How many times will St. Peter just say, Lake? Lake. I guess it's Jesus judge it. Lake. Well, Jesus. Don't want to hear Jesus it. and God. Yeah. Lake. Lake of fire. Lake. Oh, don't, don't even come in here with that, Steve. Lake of fire. Lake of fire. <laughs> Sheila, Lake of fire. Don't even try. St. <laughs> Peter's like essentially a Judge Judy up there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you will shut your lake of fire. God, I just wanted to ask you, you know, Lord, I, I mean, I do believe it. Lake of fire. <laughs> Never knew you. <laughs> Depart. Man, I was listening to that bad Christian podcast, man. They were just laughing about people going to hell. <laughs> well, at least they'll be put out of their misery. All right. This comes from my good friends at the Huffington Post. Do you know Naked man exposes his sausage at Waffle House. Now, I love Waffle House. Y'all know that. I love Waffle House. I mean, that is, Matt, now you, I mean, I know you do keto diet, and I do too, but. <laughs> you get steak and eggs easily at but, Waffle House, but, and it would be something But those, those hash browns, right? I mean, I mean, that's just, they're just unbelievable. They're, they're the most unique things in the world. Yeah, d- double hash brown, double covered. A I'm Georgia cheap. man is facing public indecency charges after allegedly trying to force his way into a Waffle House while stark naked. Bashir Rashid, 36, was arrested June 7th after he drove his BMW, which is kind of cool, to a Waffle House in Sandy Springs, got out of the car, and tried to enter the restaurant sans clothes. According to NBC26.com, witnesses told police that Rashid began stroking his penis (laughs) after exiting his car and walked up to the entrance where he allegedly pressed his sex organ against the glass entry door, <laughs> according to CBS. A restaurant employee immediately called 911 because you got to. You have to call 911 to explain the situation. According to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, this is the Waffle House. A gentleman has just got out of his car is, and is naked standing in front of my door. He just peed on my door, and now he's walking inside. Sir, you cannot come in here. Derwin, Wa- Derwin Rogers said he was attempting to eat <laughs> when he saw the brazen display of flesh outside his window. Instead of eating his vittles, Rogers decided to go viral by streaming the incident. It kind of shocked me as a customer and ruined my meal. I immediately went to video. I didn't know what he was going to do. Rogers told the station that something was obviously wrong with the naked suspect. Still, the incident presented a challenging parenting moment for this Rogers. I wouldn't know how to tell my kid what was going on at the time <laughs> to see a grown man. He was built like a potato. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, you're sitting there at Waffle House with your family. Do you make them not look or do you go, hey, here we go. This is just life. And I want y'all to see this and experience. Like, do you shun, do you sh- like we we're just talking about cussing and all that stuff. Is this something where you're like, wait a minute. They don't need to see this, or is this a you? Do you think it's a learning experience where you go, hey, there are wild people in the world, 
They're always going to be around, and you just need to be ready for it. Yeah, this guy's wiener's out, but I definitely be, be well, prepared. I definitely think my explanation to them is this guy's crazy. Like, he's, he's lost his mind. He's not thinking correctly. And I do think I would tell him not to look just because – I right. know this may sound extreme, but I think that's a form of sexual abuse. Yeah. You expose your genitals no, to young that. kids, yeah, for sure. and that it can is. affect them. So I'll just say, hey, just keep looking at your dad. Don't look at him because he's naked, and I don't, you know. Like, I, I'm actually very careful. I've got a nine- and seven-year-old daughters in my house. I don't want them to accidentally see me naked. That'll mess them up. Right. <laughs> always remember that shit. I mean, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, is, if especially if the intent is some form of, I think you would call it the sexual assault or something in, in that. Like if you, you know, exhibition type, right. uh, lewd and lascivious a flasher, or something. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a, it's, is a, you know, some type of crime to a person to, with the intent be, use and show your sex organ in order to uh, harm another person. That, that is yeah. the intent there. Yeah, and they're 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 getting arousal out of that and, too. And, yeah, right. Or there's a you know, he's probably there's high. malicious intent. But is there any possibility? Is there any possible, Toby? Can you, if you were in his shoes, how do you get out of it? What what was your? You got to make up a story, a lie on the spot, whatever it is. Go. You're I on. think the normal thing is how do you hey, lie to get out of this after you just did that? What's your I'm excuse? On, I'm on some meds. The doctors prescribed them to me. I didn't know. I promise. I've never done this. Look at my record. Um, I'm not a flash or anything. I'm out of my mind right now. I would never do this. I'm completely embarrassed. I'm mm -hmm. so sorry. I'd love to tell the family I'm sorry. I did not mean to do this. The, whatever. I, I took this, and I don't remember. Like yeah. the, the reason I know this is because you're telling me right mm -hmm. now. I have no I can't no memory of this. And, and so you would be like, I mean, seriously, stuff like this only happens when I eat fish and chips. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you. It's crazy. I, 40 years old, do not eat fish and chips, is what I got to say. <laughs> I think I could get off of it. I think I'd get away with it. You were pretty convincing just now. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Then they want to look at my my actual prescriptions, and I don't have any, so that would be the down the, be the downside. Um, this comes from artnet.com. Could a lock of David Bowie's hair beat out Elvis Presley's hair, a $115,000 record at an auction? Dang. Wow. This comes from Art News and uh, in Co how long think, ago was the Presley with, hair sold for? Well, let's or how read long the, ago let's was the article. Let's, let's let the article maybe, do the let's, talking. Let's maybe not jump ahead and just like ruin it. Oh, why can't you be appreciative that I'm excited? Can you be with his ever transforming look? Bowie's chameleon presence was admired by many, and a piece of his presence has been immortalized in a lock of his hair, which is being sold online. This week at Heritage Auctions, a lucky bidder will become the owner of this coveted piece of David Bowie memorabilia, though at no low expense, currently bidding for $2,000. The lock is expected to double in value throughout the four days left of the auction, which ends on uh, coming up soon. Bowie left millions of fans devastated after his death uh, this past January. The lock of hair comes from Wendy Ferrer, an employee of Madame Toussaint's in London who collected Bowie's hair in 1983 in order to create a color-matched wig for his wax figure in the museum. After completing the wig, Ferrier kept the lock as a souvenir until now, as uh, reported by Pitchfork. Um, Heritage Auction is offering the two-inch lock of hair tied in a blue ribbon and accompanied by a signed letter from Ferrier describing mm -hmm. her acquisition of the hair as well as some other related documents and photographs. And they show the hair, which looks really gross. My question is, is anything like that, is there anything, like, I don't think y'all would care about hair, 
but is there anything about somebody famous that you would bid a lot of money? Like, Joey, you love history. Like, if you could get something from no, Abraham Lincoln. I or would any, not like, pay money for it. No way. Now, it, if I just had it, I'd be like, wow, this is so neat. But there's nothing? No. I, uh, well, to I mean, me, you'd pay $5 for Abraham Lincoln's hat. Right, right. I mean, okay, sure, sure. But I, I'm thinking, I thought you said bid a lot of money. Yeah. No, like, I'm not. Uh, like, right, I, right now, you wouldn't pay $1,000 even for Abraham Lincoln's hat. No. Would you do that? No. It's just, To me, that's a waste. And I think it goes into my absurd eternal perspective. I'm just like. That means nothing in the long run. Nothing Michael Jordan's yeah, pair money. of Jordans that he wore in the slam dunk contest with Dominique Wilkins. How much would you pay? To me, super intriguing. How oh much would you pay? Gosh. So if I had uh, $50. <laughs> to you, me, it's almost like a principle. Like it's like I'm not going to spend good money to put a pair of shoes in a shell. Now, you have to think, though. It will increase in value, right? Like, like an investment. You, yeah. Okay, well then that's different. But well, I mean, that, that's it's different. But you should think about that. Well, yeah. the, like here, let me give you an example. This is a perfect example on Packers.com. Every now and then they start to sell uh, shares to own the Packers, and there's right. one time, and I was super tempted. I'm a huge Packers fan. I have me been, too. I mean, just for the long, late '80s, I love the Green Bay Packers, and I was so close of paying like two hundred dollars for one share, and I was me like. Too. That's just that's two hundred dollars, and I'm a I'm I have a four kids. That same like, thing I happened to me. Can't do that. I looked. I was looking. Same thing, and I was like, I could be a Packers owner, you know, with quotes around that. And I, I think I just couldn't do it. Like I would never think. I don't care like who it is. Like I wouldn't pay four thousand dollars for a lock of jesus's hair <laughs> like i just wouldn't i mean it did that make any sense i don't care like what do you do with it what do you tell somebody hey that's well, david that would bowie's certainly hair be, if you had jesus's hair i mean the implications of just the dna mapping alone would just be yeah i, I would pay good. some money for that yeah i'm no you wouldn't i would how much would you pay for jesus's hair if i knew it was jesus's hair yeah it's proven I mean, how would... much would you pay to keep jesus's hair in your house i mean i'll definitely throw out a thousand dollars i mean I, what are you talking about five thousand yeah, what the world are you talking i mean it would be if there was literally jesus's hair it would sell for a billion dollars probably yeah i mean it would be just, just unreal i mean what yeah, is the I, most you would pay though? Like from a they're saying, hey, you don't know any other bids. From you're a, bidding right now for Jesus's hair, you would bid one thousand dollars. When it comes to money, like I go straight to conviction. I couldn't imagine Jesus saying, "Look, you need to what invest." What is the most he you would, would pay? One thousand dollars. He would say, "Feed the poor. You don't need my hair." That's <laughs> <laughs> probably right on that one. That is yeah, a but good I mean. Point. But you might could sell a strand for a million dollars. Yeah, sell poor, half of it for a right? million dollars. Hey, hey don't poor. get me wrong. If I'm holding a uh, lock of Jesus's hair, I am. I may faint. I may be like, oh, all right. Let I, me ask I, the I question this way: If you could own anybody that is dead's hair, Jesus, <laughs> whose hair would you want to own? Jesus. Besides Trick question. Jesus. Jesus isn't dead. Busted. Right. Busted again, Pastor Joey. <laughs> Jesus is alive. His hair is redeemed. Y'all have to keep teaching me that. <laughs> Matt, is there, anybody's hair, is there anybody's hair you wish you owned? Um, like, if you just had somebody's hair, you'd say, hey, I know this sounds crazy, but I have such and such as hair. Hair. <laughs> I mean, hair? Right. I all. I mean, think about hair in your sink. You just throw it away. It's just gross. It's just. Yeah. It's only. It's it get brittle and hard and terrible. Like 
whose hair would you actually think is kind of cool that you had? You're right. Maybe Elvis Presley. Uh, yeah. Michael Jackson know. would be Marilyn be Monroe. Pretty bad, bad, badass. Michael Jackson. Yeah. I awesome. mean, it'd be really greasy. Okay. So yeah. if you could have Elvis's hair, you, right. can, you can have it, but it's just pubes. Yeah. Oh, Do you want no. it? You don't want yes. it? I think that's better. I mean, you. Had, I, I actually just, think pubes would be more interesting, <laughs> for sure. I mean, here's a lock of Elvis's hair. It is pure pubes, hey, so hey, it's I a mean, discount. Chris Farley I mean, would still, be pretty cool. David it, Bowie's pubes is a discount auction. They, it's down the street. Hey, how much do you think one of y'all's lock of hairs would go for if I put it on eBay? Think I could make some money? Emery lead of singer. Of course not. I, of course. So, for sure. Well, then go for it. I'll give you as much as you want. I'll, good luck. It to you split it with me. You, you, I'll start sending you shipments. I have a lock of Joey's hair from 1987. <laughs> <laughs> well, scarcity increases the value. So uh, obviously Joey's hair is worth more just based on scarcity. Right. right. I mean, Joey's hair, that, that is true. Like what if, if you had something from somebody bald, like a famous bald person? Oh, that's a good the, point. If you had their hair, that'd be kind of cool. Is All right, that's the damn news. news. Yes, right, it's well, over. The damn news is brought to you by... Hey, hey replace their... First name with a cuss word, Joey. Go. Um, shit Brown. Right. <laughs> I can't do that. Just do it. Matthew Brown. Let me do it. Giant Evil Pandas. <laughs> Elijah Roberts, Luke Yates, Alexander Johnson, Josiah Snader, Jesse Spielman, Gina Olson, Brad Green, Greg Martin, Nicole Logan, and Nick Fitzpatrick. Thank you guys for joining the BC Club. Matt, I think you did a good job the other week, kind of mm-hmm. pitching. You, did. you did some good vision casting, vision brother. Casting is what brother, I call you it. casted good vision. It was compelling. The Holy Spirit took it, convicted people's hearts, mm. and they are joining the they BC joined the club. BC club. Yeah, Taylor called you, me about that and said that it went really well. It was good. We've had a lot of new people sign up. I imagine people are still getting to that last episode where we talked about Toby moving, quitting his church right. job, moving to Nashville, and so I'm glad that that matters. If sometimes we maybe undersell. Uh, giving to the BC club, but you should, I mean, you really should. So it, yeah. I'll remind you again, go, it, it, there's tons of people who wind up saying this. Yeah. I've been meaning to, yeah. Okay. I finally, I finally did it. I'm glad because now I'm in that Facebook community and that's really what it's all about is that there's that interaction there and stuff seems to be the really coolest thing that keeps people interested and in it as well as the, you know, the, all the music we're putting out and good stuff like that, that um, a lot of the club levels get but i also want to throw out one more thing here this is more of a long shot uh but it's possible at least and so i want to say at something else that could be useful to us is we are still growing we got a bunch of people we got a lot of paid people we have some people that came on as unpaid that are now paid and more and more people moving up in our organization and our web and on the payroll and stuff like that and if anybody here is a is a bc listener and they live in the seattle area we could use another we could use another person and specifically i think we could use somebody to be a local live uh producer of this podcast if somebody thinks they have the skills or the interest to 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 do that and you know we do the show on tuesdays if we do if there's somebody that w- that's interested in that world then just email me at mad at bad and uh see about it sometimes we take volunteer positions and people come in but we could use some help just keeping the podcast organized and running um yep. as well as maybe some other stuff from uh, you know accounting to to book work we, we have a little office going in seattle we've got a lot of people here and there's always more stuff to do so i know i know people would want to do it not from the area, but if anybody is in the Seattle area and is feeling like they have some time and would want to get involved, we got more stuff to do. So I'll throw that out this week. 
And and I will say this too, like I think I think people really resonate with the story. So if you haven't joined the bad, bad Christian club yet, um, I am addicted to heroin and prostitutes, and I'm trying to stop. So any money given will help me stop doing those things. Wait, what, don't, wait, money wait isn't money what you're not supposed to give to people no, who no, are addicted? Please send like, my, I, no, I will stop. I swear. No, this no, time. but that's like the people <laughs> on the side of the swear road. That's like what no, you're trained <laughs> not to give no, money I promise to God this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, do not give money no, no, to drug-addicted people. I will people. stop this time. I will stop heroin and prostitutes if you send me money. Guaranteed. That's not how it works. It's a, I think it is. Hey, don't forget to go out and get the new Sherwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.